Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TJ. And once again, we're continuing the Rugby Muscle Applied series and our Fat Loss 101-102-10-whatever mini-series on how to lose fat and how to do that as best as you can as a rugby player. So today we're going to talk about the best training for fat loss and performance. If you haven't watched or listened to Fat Loss 101, I would suggest going back in your feed. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe and go back and watch Fat Loss 101 for a real primer on why you know, you'd want to do this and um, a real basis of like the to get a real basic understanding of how you should be going about losing fat as a rugby player. Because it is really, really, really important because it isn't just a case of training as hard as you can. And you'll see this in this video as well, no doubt. But, you know, you should be watching the series accordingly. Otherwise, you know, I'll just make one video and it'll be 10 minutes and, they would, you, you know, life would be changed. It's just not that. It's not the way it works. You have to put a little bit more thought into this and once you get that, you can have one good stab at this fat loss and finally, you know, change who you are forever if you're someone that's always been overweight and you can get that monkey off your back and perform at the same time, perform the best you've ever done as a rugby player. That's what we want. So um, for um, today's video, podcast, whatever, we are going to go over the following topics. We're going to understand that we're just going to go quickly revisit how fat loss can help you as a rugby player, it's still kind of obvious, but it's always on, you know, constant reinforcement is the way to go. Um, we'll talk about high versus low intensity training. We'll talk about performance training. We'll talk about low intensity cue work, what that is and why you should be doing it. Tempo work, uh, tempo work, walks, NEPA. And then we'll talk about high intensity training and fat loss uh, for you as a rugby player. This is Really important that you understand this is all mostly in the framework of being a rugby player, but it is really important that you know that that is the lens that we're looking through. But all fat loss is fat loss, but we're looking at this through a lens of being a rugby player. So we've already understood that you know being healthier is going to um, help you be an athlete. There's you know there is no, no such thing as too healthy an athlete. So the healthier you are, the, the lower your body fat ranges are in general is going to, you know, the better your body composition is going to mean that you're a healthier individual, which, you know, in general is going to help you be a better rugby player, a better athlete, better human, because you're healthier. That's the point. Um, You're also going to have a bit more health. I mean, you're also going to have more motivation, confidence, because, you know, as someone has said this in the last podcast, as someone that's been overweight before, it is something that can be um, a you know, Thor, a character that's always lingering on the back of your, you know, on your back, something that you can actually uh, take time to get rid of. And like, you'll find that that will massively increase your confidence once and for all and it'll um, help you move forward. Likewise, it's going to help you not carry around a weighted vest when you're playing a game of rugby. Um, it's also going to help you with your nutrient partitioning, as we've said before. So more of your excess calories should, or, or any calories are more likely to be stored as muscle tissue than fat, the leaner you are. And you're also going to then have more time let, not worrying about trying to lose fat and more time worrying about increasing your strength, improving your performance, increasing your muscle, which takes a long, long time to continue to do. Fat loss should be a one-time thing and then it's gone. Whereas strength, you could always continue to try and gain strength muscle. You can always continue to try and gain muscle fat we should get it over and done with and we should lose our fat and then we should move 
the fuck on with our lives and um, constantly having this battle is something that you know will inhibit you as a rugby player in your training pursuits and so we've already said and in the last one we we went over that you know in the rugby physical preparation pyramid there is no fat loss training on this at all right you look at this and you see you know it's hypertrophy training aerobic capacity movement control absolute strength all these different training um and fitness components that we can improve upon that will help us as a rugby player but there nowhere is there a mention of fat loss there's a reason for this because they're all fat loss um i don't know why i haven't circled special strength i just guess i didn't get around to it but all of this training, any, any sort of training that you do is going to burn calories. If it burns calories, it's going to, um, down the line, give you a chance to be in a calorie deficit, aka burning more calories than you are consuming. It's as fucking simple as that, right? So all of your training that you're doing is fat loss training. And if you pick out whichever applies to you the most in terms of what you need to improve yourself as a rugby player, then you're going to get the the benefit of being uh, of losing that fat, of burning those calories, but also the benefit on working on these other components that will help you be a better rugby player. And you you don't you know you're not just burning calories for calories' sake. You're not just doing burpees because they fucking are hard. You're doing things that apply to you as a rugby player and will help you on the pitch, help you in your training, help you become a better athlete, a better player. And so um, I'll pose this question to you now and say, if you're doing high um, intensity or you're doing low intensity, what do you think more is going to help you in this battle of calories in versus calories out? It's not as simple as you think, because you would imagine straight away, you'd be like, well, obviously high intensity is going to burn more calories. Yes. But what else goes into this bigger picture of our body trying to lose fat slowly or fast over time. What what goes into this bigger picture? If you're constantly trying to, I asked this on the last podcast, if you're constantly trying to burn as many calories as you can every single session, um, you know, do you really think that that's the best way to go? Do you really think that's how you're going to thrive and become a better athlete? Or do you think that that might end up you know, either hurting you or burning you into the ground or you know, increasing your hunger levels? Do we think that's a sustainable way to train? Do we think that constantly adding more into our training is going to help us lose fat and help us sustainably keep that fat off? Or do we think that might end up like, asking too much of ourselves? And I'll let you guys answer that question for yourselves. But I would suggest, no, that's not the way this should be done we know we want to burn fat but we also know that we can do this whilst getting better so what do you need to do to get better it's kind of obvious i think but you need to focus on what your specific gain needs you need to go back to um the rugby physical preparation pyramid foundation and understand your habits and your consistency and your goal setting you need to understand what it is that you need to improve upon to become a better rugby player because all of these options are good options but they're not good you know hypertrophy isn't a good option if you already weigh 135 or if you weigh 150 kilos and you're you know a few percent body fat and you're still trying to lose that last little bit of body fat but you're absolutely massive you probably don't need to gain more muscle you probably would be looking at maybe speed and power development or movement control if you move terribly likewise if you move really well but you're really skinny or you're skinny fat do you need to be doing more movement control or do you need to be sort of doing some hypertrophy work it's all completely individualized to you and think about this long term not what do you need in the next four weeks like what do you need if you were to take a year out and train specifically for what you need to improve upon long term as a rugby player which areas would you prioritize how would you prioritize them create a structured approach to that make sure you get that commitment 
And once you've got that commitment, like you're not going to be distracted by the noise, by all these other things that, um, you know, by social media and all what your coach is suggesting that you need to do. Um, you're not going to be distracted by doing, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like if you're already really fast, you're not going to be distracted by this next power training method that comes out and you're like, Oh, I might give that a go. Or, you know, you might not going to be distracted by your mate's training regime that he's doing because it seems kind of cool and, and quirky. No, you're going to be committed to your own long-term plan. You're going to commit to it to a year and like we underestimate what we can achieve or we overestimate what we can achieve in a month, but we massively underestimate what we can achieve in a year. And so if you picture yourself long term, trying to create long term change, what can you do? Um, and then you understand that, you know, you want to make sure that you fueling your performance. Um, you know, yes, this is a nutritional battle, but you don't want to be sacrificing your performance in order to lose fat. That doesn't make sense. We go back to those fat feats. That's why they exist. That's why you have those chunky overweight guys that can still perform well because they're still fueling their performance. If you don't fuel your performance, you're not going to get better as a rugby player. Now, with that in mind, we're not going to talk too much about nutrition at all in this video. We're going to be talking on this podcast. We're going to be talking about different methods of training that you can do. So here we've got low-intensity cardio. And, you know, immediately people will be like, no, why would you want to do that? Um, and first and foremost, it's cardio. It's in the fucking name. It's to improve your heart. People always think cardio and they think fat loss and they think mindlessly uh, doing stuff on a stair climber or, or, or whatever cardio it is. And they think bad. They think fat loss. This is miserable. But really, you're making yourself a healthier person. You're improving your cardio or your cardiac health. And... It's very, very, very beneficial for you as a rugby player. And you've heard me say before how rugby is aerobic. Improving your cardio system is going to improve massively your aerobic system. It's going to help you perform as a rugby player. If you, the more efficient you can have your aerobic system, the more of your rugby can be aerobic, the more efficient you can recover. The, you know, um, I'll, I'll get onto this in a second, but you, you've got to understand that this keeping this low intensity work is something that can absolutely help you as a rugby player. I've done other videos on that, so you should be understanding now that um, low-intensity cardio can absolutely, definitely improve you as a rugby player. And not only will it improve you as a rugby player, you have a lot more room to improve. Think the fact that we can all do marathons um, at, you know, as humans, right? So we all know that person that was really overweight, but then they trained for, I don't know, even if it was six months to a year, and they were able to run a marathon. If you can run a marathon today maybe but if you can run a marathon in six months that means you've got a lot of room to improve on your aerobic system and that means that you can have got a lot of room to get better as an athlete and see that improvement on the rugby field as a better player it will make you healthier make you more energetic in life which will in turn burn more calories um and it has little expense into your recovery right if you're constantly doing those high intensity sessions that you saw before that's going to uh, eat away at your recovery resources. You're going to take, sometimes you can do real tough sessions and they take days, days and days and days to recover from. Then, you you know, that means you have to sacrifice some of your other strength work or your rugby work or whatever. You've got to sacrifice some other training because of the high intensity training that you've done just to burn fat. Whereas if we're doing this low intensity cardio, 
Like that might even promote recovery because you're getting the blood flow throughout the body. It's also very easy to adapt to how you need to do it. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 50 free conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown um you know you can do it running you can do it on a um you could do it mindlessly on a uh, elliptical or a cross trainer and you could just sort of zone out and watch tv i used to watch lectures on the on the elliptical to improve my aerobic system uh you can do it um by doing other methods as well which we'll get into doesn't necessarily have to be just low intensity steady state doing the same thing you could build other ways around doing it the only con I see to this is if you've only got an hour to train every day or you've only got three hours to train throughout the week, then, you know, it, this will take away time from other areas. And you do, some, some people do only have a certain amount of time that they can commit. Um, and it's not a case of, and this is why people always jump towards doing the high intensity stuff is because you can get um, the high intensity stuff, uh, you know, um, over with within 10 to 20 minutes at most, right? You you know, you have a hard finisher, maybe even last five minutes. And then people that do those hard finishes or they do those hard um, high-intensity sessions that, you know, last 15, 20 minutes, and then they say, oh, TJ, you know, I I feel, you know, I feel like I'm fit, but towards the second half of a game, I always seem to drop have a big drop in energy. Or halfway through the first half, I have a drop in energy. And so, well, if you're doing the conditioning that prepares you to work really hard for 10 to 20 minutes and then stop, what the fuck do you think is going to happen with your game? Of course you're going to drop down. So um, understand that this is low intensity, but it allows you you know, to replicate a bit more of the length of a game of rugby and stay in that cardio or in that aerobic zone and not um, overly fatigue the heart. The heart gets used to operating for a long period of time, but it does take time and you have to have patience with this stuff. So Going back to what I was saying before in terms of how flexible the low-intensity cardio could be, you can do interval training with low-intensity. Um, again, 20 to 40, 20 to 60 minutes total of work. Um, I didn't say the beats per minute, but it's a 6 to 7 out of 10 or 120 to 140 beats per minute heart rate on any of these low-intensity work. Um, and you would just keep that, you would just do it, perform intervals that would keep your heart rate within that range. So you would never push it too hard. You don't want to, um, you know, it's not high-intensity intervals. It's tempo intervals like medium-intensity, medium-to-low-intensity intervals. Uh, you're doing 10 to 20 seconds. Maybe you can do 30 seconds on and a 30 to 60 seconds off. And, um you know, you can perform skill in those on periods. Here we've got guys that are performing a few, a little bit of agility work, turning and, and going into some sprints, but they're not performing these at 100%. 
potentially the guy at the front was working a little bit too hard here. He's probably sprinting a little bit too fast. You need to do this at a low intensity so that your heart rate doesn't go over 140 beats per minute. You, you always want to keep it at a 6 out of 7 or 6 to 7 out of 10 intensity. So it has the exact same pros as a Q work that we referred to earlier. The cardio stuff still has this cardio benefit, still has the fat loss benefit, still has the benefits of not causing too much fatigue, but it also allows you to work on these other areas. So if you're someone that you know struggles for passing, you could do some passing drills for 10 to 30 seconds on. You could do uh, medicine ball throws. You can do rucking uh, drills. You can do any sort of drills. You can do any sort of adapt it, you know you can also adapt it not just to the areas that you need to improve as a player but adapt it to your needs we've had uh, people in the rugby muscle in team rugby muscle and rugby muscle elite who have been stuck in their apartments they literally could not leave their apartment they're still able to get some tempo interval work done by using burpees and doing um uh, you know, lateral jumps and different jump variations for 10 to 30 seconds at a low intensity and then having 30 to 60 seconds off it it's massively adaptable and therefore it allows it to be less boring right we you know i said before that sometimes you can go on the elliptical and just watch lectures or watch tv you know what you know zone out that's because it's kind of boring here you're improving yourself as a player you're working on things that you need to improve upon um and therefore you know you get better as a player whilst doing this aerobic work whilst actually getting improving those skills and the only downside I really see to tempo intervals, like, you know, I say, again, this can also take away time from other areas, but um, it's so easy that athletes decide, like, more often than not, and you're probably watching this, if you tr go ahead and go and do this, there's a good chance that you're going to end up doing this too too hard because it feels too easy. But trust me in that if you take this and you do this, I've had countless amounts of athletes now do this for a period of a few months, go back to rugby, and they cannot believe how much they improve. Like, they just, they feel like, they, you know, they do a few sessions and like, oh, this isn't that hard. And I say, you know, trust me, it gets a little bit hard. And we do increase it as we go. You know, you'd start at the bottom end, you do 10 on, 60 off, and you do it for only 20 minutes, but you'd increase this work as you would go. And it never gets overly fatiguing. It does get more difficult, but it never gets overly fatiguing. But the transfer that this has to your rugby game is absolutely huge. And I wish more and more people would buy into it. That's why I'm creating this video. That's why I'm doing this um, video series and this podcast series. Now, other things that we can also do. So those are my massively two preferred methods of um, fat loss training. Uh, uh, you know, keep it aerobic. Keep it low intensity. Though if you need to do more and more, do more of that stuff because that is what's going to um, you know, improve your aerobic system but also burn calories. And this is the key point. It doesn't take away from your um, your recovery levels. You know, it should. If anything, it can help your recovery levels. Obviously, if you do it too much, then there's an impact there. But for the most part, it's going to um, not eat into your recovery like high intensity training would do. Other things that we can do: um, non-exercise physical activity. Dieting can absolutely make you lazier, and so. Uh, the more you diet, the longer you diet, the more your body just understands that, oh, we're in a starved state here. We want to preserve energy. So subconsciously, you know, you sit down a little bit more, you lean on banisters more, you, you, um, you know, take the elevator when you could take the stairs. You do all these things subconsciously. You lie down too much. You get a little bit lazier. And so um, the more you can increase that, the more 
calories you burn on a day-to-day basis just doing day-to-day activities likewise if you're already kind of lazy or if you're just normal you could set goals for yourself to burn more you know to do more physical activity to burn more calories throughout the day and again that will have literally zero impact on your recovery if anything it will help your recovery you can also introduce like daily walks or just having a step count target that would be an absolute fine way of um, you know burning more calories with very little, if any, fatigue cost at all. And if anything, it's probably going to give you a fatigue benefit because it's going to de-stress you and just make you a generally healthier human. And again, if you get this fat loss done, if you get this body composition in order, you can then really start to focus on building muscle, building strength, all the other things that go into becoming a better rugby player. And you stop having to worry about being overweight you stop having to carry that weighted vest around with you You stop that constantly impacting your rugby and constantly impacting your life if you've been overweight for you know a long time it is something that is a lifestyle change that you will need to change essentially forever and then you can spend your time building muscle you know worrying about it if you've been if you're someone that's been overweight more often than not it's a lifestyle thing that you'll need to change long term and then in terms of extra work that you can do you know just mo you know Keep doing your uh, rugby-focused training. Use your time productively. Make sure you're recovering. Again, losing extra uh, or, or burning extra calories or um, getting more into a calorie deficit is going to be more of a nutritional battle than it is a training battle. That's not to say we can't do any work, but the more work you do from this rugby physical preparation pyramid uh, or the more of your work is in order to get you as a better rugby player, the better you're going to be, the better your outcomes are going to be with both your fat loss and your rugby performance. And I can't overstate that enough. And so, you know, really, that's it. There is no other, you know, high-intensity stuff that's going to be done as a fat loss tool. Your high-intensity stuff can be factored into this, but it is to make you a better rugby player. It's not to burn fat. If you're only looking to burn fat, I suggest only looking at maybe doing some extra conditioning in terms of aerobic work, but that's, again, to make you a better rugby player. You're doing aerobic work that's going to improve you. If you're doing tempo work, it's going to improve your aerobic system, but also improve the skills or adapt to however you need to do it. And fat loss training really for rugby is as simple as that. People might want to overcomplicate it. People might uh, want to argue with me. If you have any questions about this, comment below. Um, If you're new to the rugby muscle universe, uh, give us a thumbs up and make sure you click, click subscribe so you constantly get in our podcast you're getting our new videos and we are in your feed if you have any more in-depth questions for me rugby muscle athletes on facebook um, is where you can ask those and then rugby-muscle.com forward slash elite is where you can look for coaching from me into you know maybe if you're someone that wants to take care of this fat loss once and for all but you need a little bit of extra help Hit me up and we see what we can do. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and watching this video. I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone. 
or if that doesn't interest you then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program your nutrition and advise you how to best plan for your goals even if none of those things interest you it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review there's no real excuse it takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially so i'd really appreciate if you could do that thank you guys so much for listening i'll see you in the next one